I keep trying every shop I go to. I ask a maker, "Hey, these are really cool skeletons. What are you doing with these? I love to have them in my shop." And the makers are like, "Oh, I don't know. I kind of want to keep them." But anyway, that's beside the point. This is the Bladeology podcast, and we are doing a short episode. So we're doing uh, as much content as possible, and we're going to call these episodes Shop Talk. And basically what we're going to do here is we're going to... We can't call them Shop Talk. There's two. There's a podcast call on this kind of exact subject, Shop Talk. We're going to call it What's in the Shop. All right, let's call what's it in What's shop. in the Shop. So we're going to call it What's in the Shop, and we're basically going to catch up with what Nick is doing, uh, what Elijah's doing, and what I'm doing between each recording. And they're just going to be they're going to be quick snippets um just sort of like news blasts like 15 to 20 minutes max yeah just just short ones uh again it's just to keep up regularity yeah like for instance nick um what have you been doing this last week what's up what are you working on in the shop uh this last week has been hectic since rob left i got 10 of the mk1 rc collabs on the bench here i'm trying to get those ready well there's nine collabs and one of my knives uh also have one knife set aside tomorrow it's going to be my dad's first training day for folders like he's been working with me for the last year on off part-time uh doing all the other products that i have that aren't custom folders and tomorrow's his first training day for actual customs that'll be a little interesting i wrote out a whole booklet of steps for him that he's gonna have to transcribe in russian after uh because the language barrier for some of these terms like shim and detent and uh frame and stuff like that gets a little tricky uh i also have Right now, as we're talking, I am actually programming the machine to make clips for my uh, for these MK1 collabs, as well as another knife that I have here. Um, also, designing up the bow songs for the Vegas Classic Knife Show, and you guys hopefully have a couple of those at Vegas. Let's see, is there anything else lying around here? No, just just the collabs, my own model, custom bow songs, uh, and. The training day for my dad tomorrow. Oh, and the giant and, uh, framing up a knife. Well, that's the one my dad will be framing up. The, another collab knife for John Gray for the Vegas Classic Show as well. Oh, that's awesome! Because you guys, that's right. You did a you did a collab for um, Kentucky with John. Yeah, and then we're doing another one because originally it was gonna be two. We just didn't have time, so I figured that knife since. Uh, I'm not grinding and stuff like that. It just needs to be locking a detenting and functioning. I'll have my dad stand the entire perimeter, but I'm going to do it along with my dad step by step and have him set the lock, the detent, make sure the action works, make sure for smoothness, show him how to center out a frame. And what I'd like to get him to do is to sand the perimeters and clean up the perimeters on the handles and blades on the grinder. And it's a little tricky because most of it's not what a quarter-inch wheel. So it's a little finicky because if you ever stop, you put a divot into the material. So I got to try to get him to get, give him, like, some grinder time because he's never used a grinder when he has. Um, it hasn't been the best because using a grinder is a little different. He's used to taking the grinding item, uh, the grinder to the item, not the mm-hmm. item to the grinder. Okay, that's 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 really neat that you're uh, incorporating your dad into into what you do and you guys are going to or work together on that so as far as the john gray collab goes um is that like a thing can we look forward to more nccx john gray collabs in the future or you think that's just sort of like a like a one-time run couple of knives 
No, I've known John for nine years since since the beginning, pretty much. Before, like he when he was just dabbling in knife making. I wasn't knife making at that point yet, though. Uh, he's only an hour away from my shop, so an hour and a half or so. We'll, we'll be probably doing them for every show, or he, every time I have a new model, I'll send him a couple blanks and have him make them. As long as he he still wants to do them, I still want to do them. We'll do them, and there's no reason to not. He like he like he doesn't like setting up the fitment of knives and doing all the, the counter boring and all the mechanical parts. He just likes to grind shit, and I'm the opposite. I don't like grinding shit. But I like grinding shit. I just though I, I work on ten knives, fifteen knives at a time now, and I don't like to sit there and grind ten to fifteen knives at a time like I have to do right now. Cool. All right. I mean, so that sounds yeah, like for... a pretty good collab setup then. If he if he wants to grind and you want to do the mechanicals, then that's awesome. Yeah. You oh, and I have also... an ongoing series of collabs. You know. Yeah. It's not just the battle songs I'm doing for the Vegas Classic. I'm jump. I'm jumping between battle songs and slip joints. Uh-oh. So, battle songs are our priority, and then I'll probably have some slip joints though with me. So we'll we'll see what I bring to the Vegas Classic. But I'll oh, be there. That's exciting. All right. Yeah, I'll be at Shot Show. Uh, I don't know if I'll be. I'll I'll be there during TKI. I don't know if I'll be attending TKI though. So gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah you should. You'll be around. Yeah. I'll either be partying while you guys are at TKI, or I'll I'll settle I'll I'll bite the bullet and get that two hundred fifty dollar TKI ticket. Yeah, go. which gets you the thirty dollar uh, VIP pass free. So that's right. I don't need that VIP pass. I got exhibitor pass. Incredible savings. Um, yeah. Elijah, what about you? What have you been up to this week, man? Uh, not too much with the holidays, but uh, I have designed one complete uh, folder since I got back. Um, it's a little departure from. My norm. I think you've seen it. Did I? Did I, I didn't. I, I showed you, right? I sent it to you. A picture. Oh, it's I kind of. Uh, yeah. Oh wait. Of, the one with the zero space in the back. The bl- The blade edge is like super close to the backspacer. Yeah, it's incredibly tight tolerances. Um, oh my god. Yeah. It is. It's a front flipper. It's like a three inch. It's very different than a lot of my other stuff. It's very linear. A lot of straight lines. Not too many curves. Um. Usually. Whenever I get a design done, I usually think, oh, well, I need to do the exact opposite from what I just did. Hmm. So, just did a curvaceous one, so now I, it's time for a a linear, kind of brutalist, like, minimal little steak knife kind of deal. But No, I haven't seen it, but you're not worried uh, about it being, like, I haven't seen how close it is to the spacer, but you're not worried about just the flex of the, of the mechanism, having it, like, people slam it closed or squeeze it mm-hmm. closed, having it... Well, this is just the, the uh, just the first variant of it, so it will likely change. It does have a so full backspacer. how do you guys figure that out? You guys, they make you a prototype, and then you adjust from there? Or do they kind of just no, have their... No, we usually go over the 3D, parameters? and then I'll, I'll usually go through like three or four iterations in 2D CAD first, and then once it's taken to the 3D, we can really see how it's going to function. Well, it's got a full-length uh, backspacer right now, but it is really tight. It's like maybe 15 thousandths of the clearance. Yeah, I say it looks it looks really good. I like the uh, style of the front flipper uh, the mm-hmm. most out of this model than uh, a couple of your previous models. I hesitate to ask, but is uh, have you named it yet, or are you on the track for a name? Uh, it is not named yet. That's going to be named. that. That takes a while. That's actually sometimes it can take longer than designing the knife itself. It's coming up with a name. Huh. But uh, yeah, wanted to go off a uh, a different style a little bit. I gotcha. Got on the house. When you're designing something like this, um, just totally out of curiosity, are you already? Th- do you think about manufacturing when you're designing it, or are you just designing it, saying I've got to work this design out and I'll worry about who's going to make it later, or do you design it going, 
I want to challenge a manufacturer to make this. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm almost never thinking about who's going to make it. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about it now that it's finished and who could possibly do it or maybe I could even OEM it myself. But when I'm doing a design, I'm in the thick of it. I never think about that. Like how I never even think about usually how it can be made because I usually go by the profile and the form of it first and then go back and figure out the internals and all the mechanics of the thing. That's so backwards. Yeah, I do it completely like backwards. How, how I do things. I usually start with the lock, the, the, the triangle of the lock, the, the, yeah. the hole, well, the I mean, hole and stop in, and then I design life around that. Yeah, most people do. Like, most people get their parameters down and their measurements, and that's a, that's one reason why you see a lot of linear-looking knives is because everybody goes off the same format. And I, I was even told by Jason Stout once that, like, oh, you have to design the knife around the mechanics, around the internals. But I work in the exact opposite. Because I'd imagine I you have a lot of designs that aren't finished because, like, once you went to the actual mechanism, it doesn't really fit. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a I'd real ima- pain. I'd imagine that's what happened with the Black Star. It just you went back and it's like, oh, this won't work, and it became a slip joint. Yeah, with the Black Star, I went through, well, most of my designs go through, like, at least five to ten different variations before it will even function. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, basically just everything starts out as a fixed blade. And then, you, well, I mean, that kind of makes sense, though. You start from the purest level of your idea mm-hmm. and with no compromise work down from your ultimate idea to something that, that does function in the wor- real world. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you basically have to uh, you start with the art, and then I guess you bring in the engineering and then kind of force it to exist and, yeah. uh, in real life. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just that one design I've been working on for the past uh, few days. Just got it finished oh, up a couple days ago. On a side yeah. note, I found my Black Star. Oh, thank you. Did. There we go. Yep. Where was the thing? Yeah, where was it? Uh, it fell behind one of my tables at, in the shop. And the only reason I found it was because I dropped a very important custom screw behind the table. So I had to move <laughs> out the whole table. That took like a good hour because it's a table that I put into place with three people. Hmm. So I had to use the pallet jack and like shimming wood under it to actually move the table. It was interesting, it, but nice. I got you know, to be saying Black a lot too, you found because... It. Because Nick's shop is extremely clean and organized, so if he loses something there, it's like almost surprising. Like it's, well, there, I've seen a lot of shops. There's two spots where shop I lose something. Very organized, like it's impressive. Well, well yeah, it's, it's, I have shop I, I just like when everything's in place in the shop. And my house and everything else, not really. Just the shop. I like. To, there's a lot of tools. And I like to keep them in their spot. But there's two tables that I should have just not to check there. I just didn't remember the knife being in that area where like because all the tables have pegboard behind them, but two of them don't. So things could fall behind them, and then behind that is a crack between the wall and the floor, and shit just falls and goes missing over there. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't expect the whole knife to go missing over there. That's usually screws, and there's probably a good like hundred dollars in titanium screws and pivots behind that crack. Oh boy! Like once a year, I should go there with a vacuum and kind of vacuum it out, and then see what what comes out of there. Black Star recovered. Yeah, I'm yes. glad you found it though. That's good. I got it as a wonderful gift from a wonderful gift from Elijah. That went missing after four days of carry and then found like two months later. Yeah, pretty much thought you had lost that forever. I thought you threw it away accidentally. Uh, I was upset when I thought I lost it because I like carrying it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. I got to say, I've carried it, yeah, since since I got it from you. And uh, I really have to respect the size of the knife more than I ever did because it's always so concealable inside my watch pocket. Mm-hmm. That's what I designed it for is the uh, watch pocket carry. Like I've been carrying it Slip side right by in. side with my SOCOM and it's still like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's great. I need to get a logging version going. I mean, I'm sure there are, uh, yeah, 
I I'm I'm a fan. Do it. Yeah, because I mean I'm almost not a fan of the slip joint, but it just kind of had to work that way. Yeah. yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the detent slip joint. I like a traditional slip joint. Like, for example, I cut a lot of cardboard, and whenever I pull that thing out of cardboard, it wants to close. Yeah, like, I love slip joints, traditional slip joints. But, again, it's, like, so tight in there. The internals were so tight that it had to be uh, detent-driven. So. Well, I got to take mine apart and try to over-torque the springs, like, to the limit. Oh, you see can. See how that does. There's just one. On the next version, I'm probably going to do two. Oh, I thought there oh, was One on two. each side? Yeah, one on each side. So it's going to have a detent huh. on one side in the closed position and then two detents on each side in the open to make it stiffer. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, it's, the one that I had was designed on one each side cause, uh, for just for balance so it doesn't push over one way, kind of like the Matt Biskin folders. Yeah. As uh, a put, other than the, uh, the one design I finished up, I'll mention that I did uh, three project, this projects I just finished but I can't really say anything about them. Um, one went off to get 3D um, rendered and 3D printed, and I'll have that at SHOT Show. If you're there, come find me. I might show you if you uh, say the right things. And um, two projects I just finished, I also can't talk about until later, <laughs> but but they're pretty they're pretty interesting. Um, he, since it's AVN, he's essentially looking for a handjob offer. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, sure, Getting there we there. go. Yeah, I've uh, got to say, I'm I've pretty seen sure some they're going to they look great. Go through a melody picker. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, two projects that I'm excited about that will uh, happen in 2019. Very so cool. stay tuned. It's it's going to be a banner year, I'm sure. Okay. Now, Jeremiah, anything new with PVK? You guys got anything new in? Any deals? Any stuff? Uh, we this was actually a pretty banner week for us. Uh, the holidays tend to be an incredibly uh, busy time, obviously, people out there uh, buying knives. Uh, for projects I've been working on, I'm developing a new shop shirt that I will have ready for SHOT Show and TKI. I'm nice. working with the artists who did some of our past print ads uh, to try to get a new shirt and I think a hoodie going um, because I think a hoodie would be a nice adjunct to a t-shirt. Um New patches uh, and new stickers are also on the way. Uh, need more stuff to give away with all of our knives. Um, I got an awesome delivery from uh, Randy Doucette, who is a Canadian uh, knife maker who's been working here for, oh man, uh, a long time. But he recently started doing ballet songs again. I'm not going to claim it was by my request, but it might have been urged by my interest. And uh, It definitely got... catalyzed it, I'm sure. It was a possibility. Uh, actually, Cliff had uh, a couple of his knives, and I was like, oh, man, these are great. And he put me in contact with him, but we got uh, two Tonto uh, Randy sets in this week, and they are, I got to say, they're gorgeous. Uh, he did a knockout job. The ears are very aggressive, um, but they're scale-on-frame ballys, sandwich-style construction, um, using the classic lightning strike carbon fiber. So, I don't know. I thought they turned out great. I was really happy. Uh, nailed the photography on them. They look great. Um, yeah, Randy makes some uh, wicked-looking knives. Oh, man. They're super neat. Like, if you've never held one in person, they're uh, some of their parts. I mean, they're tight. They're clean. Uh, he really he executed the final product uh, extremely well, I got to say. Yep, very impressed with his work. 
Nice. Yeah, he's done one of some of my gold grinds. Like I've always had a goal. I wanted to make a dagger, but I wanted to make a dagger kind of ground like my my Tantos, the compound like Bobalum Tantel compound grind. So, but I want to do it as a as a compound. I mean, as a dagger. So, at the tip, there'll be four arcs meeting, and with my OCD on how those arcs meet, I just feel like it's gonna kill me grinding that knife and making sure all four of those arcs meet up right. So probably gonna make a fixed blade like that, not a fuller. But uh, he's the only other person where I've actually seen do that compound style grind on a dagger like that, with a uh, Japanese Tanto esque but mirrored. I guess I don't really know how to even describe it, but it's yeah, a pretty on, complex on his folder. I, I know the grind you're talking about. It's it's an amazing grind. No, he he absolutely he nails the apex perfectly. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure how he does that. Um, we should have him on the podcast if he's willing. Absolutely, yeah. Just years of practice, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I guess that that's probably it. Learn by uh, doing. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we you got did mention, great. I want to say you mentioned a um a PVK challenge coin. You want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. Why not? So we're working on um. Well, we've been trying to get this working on working on a uh an anniversary challenge coin for PVK. So I'm trying to get a standard size challenge coin. Uh, each face would be an original piece of artwork. Uh, commemorating our anniversary, which is coming up uh, the fall of 2019. We got a few months uh, to nail this and and get this minted, uh, and hopefully have it ready for Blade Show, uh, or if not USN, for, so we'll have a home turf advantage. Yeah, there we go. That, USN that long to make to make challenge coins. Well, it's not the the process of manufacturing isn't necessarily the hard part. The process is nailing down like a design that I feel comfortable with. Like each print ad I do, like I probably go through two or three different artists, like trying to figure out like an idea that works and it's clear and has like a direct message. And then we can, you know, we, we can do it a, as a collaboration. So a coin is something that's like even more permanent than a print ad. So I would definitely want to make sure that we're working with the right person who can really do very detailed line work and is familiar with the style because I talked to some of the artists that I have on file now and I was like, you know, what do you think about doing a challenge coin? And the ideas are very cool, but when you take someone's idea and you make it the size of a challenge coin, which for listeners, if you're not aware, is basically like a relatively the size of a JFK half dollar, like it, a design loses a lot of value when it's that size, unless you're very familiar with doing detailed line work. So yeah, I just, I want to make sure we have the right thing. And I want to give myself uh, plenty of time for the project and uh, and be able to deliver in time. So, yeah, it's it's definitely an ongoing ongoing thing. If there's anybody listening and you're uh, interested in getting down on that or, or a tattoo artist or know somebody who just happens to be familiar with minting coins, feel free to uh, shoot shoot me an email and, and reach out because that'd be cool. Love to see what's on deck. I gotcha. I actually have an RMJ challenge coin right next to me from like 2015 looking at it now yeah some details don't go through especially because you're stamping it through and not drawing it or lasering it right exactly so i mean a lot of those small details are like I, i'm a huge fan this is a shameless plug i'm a huge fan of the uh dead on paperwork of his fake coin the yes no i know you guys have seen i carry that all the time mm -hmm. um, yeah. like that art is specifically designed for a challenge coin it's it's like amazingly detailed it just looks it looks so good and like that's right. what i want to do i want to make something that's incredibly good where people look at it and they're like wow this is great like i don't want to just throw the pbk logo on there and call it even like that's lame i want to do it right. over the top yeah like stark right. simplicity it has to like you know be the perfect design to commemorate the anniversary so you want to get something exactly. good 
no idea what coin you're talking about. You should send me a picture. Uh, it's yes no coin. Yeah, 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 the, the yes the, no uh, coin. the bar in Brooklyn that night at Wheelers. Uh, he was Wheelers. flipping it all night. Look, when ninety percent of the time we're together, we're hammered. So like, I don't really remember. I remember some coin now. But I don't remember what yeah. it looks like. I think it's uh, even in photographic evidence of the uh, Chris Bell song. That you oh did. yeah, it's exactly. It's in the yeah. it's in the uh, in the famous uh, picture of the. Oh. I want to say it's an old fashioned with uh, with the Chris blade and the coin. But have, yeah, that's uh, definitely kind of, an old fashioned. This. Yeah. yeah that's, okay. That's, yeah, that's, I, I remember. I remember this now. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I've been working on this week. Um, trying nice. to get that stuff done. Trying to pile it on there. And, uh, you know, inevitably getting ready for the show, as I know we all are. Oh, yeah, getting pumped. Yep. These shows. There's going to be multiple shows, multiple knife shows, multiple other shows, and um, all kinds of tomfoolery. So in the next uh, in the next week, we're going we're gonna to post up this episode, uh, everybody. But in the next week, we're going to be doing um, interviews with the three of us. We'll be doing the PVK interview. We'll be doing... Uh, Elijah's interview, and we'll be doing uh, Nick's interview, and we're gonna post up some pictures on Instagram. And if y'all have questions that you want to ask us individually, that we will answer on the podcast, uh, jump on our Instagram, which is Bladeology Podcasts, and throw it in the comments. DM us, email us, however, get at us with your questions. Um, we'll be scheduling uh, all these recordings for the next three weeks. So everybody will have plenty of time to get get your comments and your questions out there for the three of us, and we will answer them on the podcast, guys. Well, sounds uh, good, man. Uh, do we? I, I think we have to mention some stuff considering because our second episode we're scrapping. We got to mention the whole thing with the Instagram and uh, like. I, I think we have to go over that again. All right, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So. We don't because we yeah, we scrapped the second episode. Some some things are, might over have to overlap here. So we, the the podcast on Instagram is called Bladeology Podcast. Um, and like, like you said, just uh, let us know on, our, on on any of the photos there in the comments what make you guys interview and some sort of generic questions you would like to see from makers so we could build up this dialogue and that'll just give us more content to talk uh, to talk about questions for us questions for other makers topics to talk about and short segments to talk about like these episodes uh that we could have just kind of weekly or bi-weekly 15 minute episodes that are just to get more content out there yeah if you have any questions definitely go to the instagram and uh fill them in there because that will be a good format for us to uh go and check them out for the q and yeah, yeah, and all three of us run that Instagram, so all of us would see it. Or send us a DM if you don't want to leave it in the comments there, but all three of us run it, so we'd all, we'd all see it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to get at us. We're very active on Instagram. Uh, we do have an email, bladeologypodcast at gmail, if you're into that. Um, either way, we're going to see what you've got for us, and we're going to answer those on the podcast, and we're going to get some awesome makers on here. ASAP, uh, we will be doing R3, and then we have the Vegas show, but... We've got some really cool people lined up. We've been talking to them for the last month. A lot of people are very excited to get on here and chat with us about what they do and how they do it and what makes them special and how they do it. So it's definitely going to be a fun ride, and I'm looking forward to doing it with everybody. Um, that's all I've got. So I'm going to say Jeremiah out. Uh, I, will, I will say one last thing I was wanting to um, let everybody know about non-knife related. Uh, I just recently watched a documentary on Netflix called The Struggle. Um, it's about uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, sculptor 
Polish sculptor from the um, turn of the century. His name was Stanislav Sukowski. And if you are interested in that kind of thing, definitely go check that out because it's pretty inspirational. Elijah out.